Beloved, this evening we open our Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 23. We're, we're going to look, um, oh, excuse me, verse 32, verse 32, excuse me. Um, we're going to look at a few verses in context. We're not going to give a lot of attention to this chapter, but I want to look at a couple things. There's a lot of pretty important things in this chapter. We're going to hone in on verse 32 this evening. I am also going to take us through a good amount of Psalm 119, about seven verses. So if you can have that ready to go, uh, we're going to give ourselves to Psalm 119 as well. Or at least a heads up, we'll, we'll go through Psalm 119 together to see this refrain according to thy word. But now let us open ourselves up as we open up the Bible to Acts chapter 20, 32. And be encouraged that as we come here, it's going to tell us that it's this Bible you're opening up. And by God's grace, you're opening up your heart to that has the power to help you grow in grace. Here now the word of God, Acts 20, 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. I'll read that once more, and then I want to read the, the phrase that we're focusing on this evening. And now, brethren, I commend to you, I commend you, and now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. And what we're really focusing on this evening, we'll look at the context briefly. The word of his grace is able to build you up and to give you inheritance. But we want to think about as uh, related to sanctification and growing it in particular, uh, growing in that inheritance we have in part in the moment, able to build you up. The word of God that you're reading right now, that you're singing together, that you're listening to being preached to you, that word of God, the word of his notice, grace is able to build you up. May the Lord build us up together <clears throat> as we give ourselves to his holy word this evening. Last Lord's Day evening, the message for you was hope in God through his word. Related to that and to the morning's message today, exercise thyself unto godliness. The message for you this evening from our text is grow in grace by God's word. That's the message for you tonight. That's the main thing I want to bring to you. Grow in grace by God's word. Why? Because it is able to make you grow. In particular, it's able to make you grow in grace. It's able to do that by the power of the Holy Spirit working in with it through in you. But it is able to make you grow. You know, I've I've often been recalling we've we've been recalling with another baby coming and watching how Juliana's just growing as she's eating and and uh, and uh, thinking about little Gaius, how he'll be so small. But before you know it, he'll be plump and growing. And we have to enjoy that little tiny moment where he's tiny because it won't last very long. Why? Because he's going to eat. He's going to eat a lot. And that's going to make him grow. It just has that power to make him grow. But we were thinking about how uh, Abraham, when he was born, was in ICU for 11 days. And he was tiny. And uh, we struggled to get him to eat. I remember holding that little thing with this 
about that big was the bottle. That's what we were just trying to get him to drink that, and it could take an hour or two just to just try to get him to just please, please, Abraham, please eat. And he was so small, so he had to stay there. But look at him now. <laughs> God corrected the situation, and that's what we always joke about. <laughs> it's not a problem anymore. He's a big boy. Sometimes he's mistaken for a man, and a number of people are saying he might be bigger than his old man <laughs> at this point already. Uh, because he began to eat, and he hasn't stopped. <laughs> So Deuteronomy 4, verse 4, and uh, Matthew, excuse me, Matthew 4, verse 4, quoting Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, as we reviewed last Lord's Day evening as well, says that God's people do not survive by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And that's what the Lord Jesus said. Remember, as he resisted Satan and didn't give in to Satan, he fed on God's word while he was famished because it fasted for a long time. Beloved, we need to eat what God speaks to grow. It is powerfully nourishing food. I hope this will encourage and motivate us to exercise ourselves unto godliness and to hope in God through his word. Because as we open it and give ourselves to it, it is alive, it is powerful, it is active, and it will change us and it will help us grow. And in particular, as you see tonight, it will help us grow in grace. We focus on that phrase, the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. It'll have more significance when we look at the content, context in a minute. But the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. God's word of grace is able to build up the people of God. I give you that as the main idea of the thought, the message there. God's word of grace is able to build up the people of God. That needs to be our motivation to be people of the word, to be people coming to feed in the word, off the word, especially on the Lord's Day. Uh, that needs to be our motivation to be those who open God's word every morning and go to bed with it every night and feed on it throughout the day. It's able to build us up in grace. Do you not need help growing in grace? Do you not need to be built up more and more? Well, don't miss one of the main means of grace that God uses to do that. His word. We must consume it to grow by it. John Calvin explains what we're looking at uh, in this verse a bit. Let me quote for you. He says, first, he commendeth them to God. Paul commendeth them to God. Secondly, to the word of his grace. Notwithstanding, it is all one commendation. But Paul meant to express the means whereby the Lord doth defend the salvation of his, which, as Peter saith, is kept by faith. 1 Peter 1.5. And the means of this keeping dependeth on the word. Lest it come in hazard amidst so many dangers. And it is very expedient for us to know how God will keep us. For because his majesty is hid from us. Until we come unto him by his word. We look to and fro being in doubt. Of course that could be said of before we come to be saved. And I think that can often be said of us when we're praying. When we need to be saved and delivered from something. But we tend to keep his word closed. We look to and fro being in doubt. 
till we open his word. Calvin goes on to say, Therefore, so soon as he receiveth us to be kept, he maketh his word the instrument to keep our salvation, in which sense he addeth the adjunct grace. To the end, the faithful might be more safely rest in the word, where God doth show forth his favor. Now notice the context here with Paul. He's meeting with the Ephesian elders. He's telling them he's going to be leaving them soon. I've been with you for three years of ministry, but I'm going to be leaving you. And they, they're weeping over this. They're, they're sad to have him leaving. Remember, he's the missionary starting many of these churches, building them up for a time, and then he leaves and moves on to do that elsewhere. And, and they're kind of like, you know, and he says, look, I'm commending you to God. You're in God's hands. I'm commending you to the word of God's grace that's able to build you up. You don't have to be worried. But notice this is the context. Look at verse 31. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I ceased not to warn everyone night and day with tears. And then he goes on to say, don't forget how I warned you night and day. And we know what did he warn them with? The word of God. He talks about in the chapter how I did it in public teaching and I did it from house to house. But it was the word of God that was the message for the people. And he didn't cease to warn them every day and night with tears, appealing to them as the ambassador to God. Be made right with God. Be growing in God. Watch before warned about the devil and those who come in sheep's clothing to take you. They are so sad to see him go, but he reassures them that he is leaving them with God's power through God's word. It is all of God's grace and it's all to be fed by. Now the summary of the message is verses 20 to 21. Look with me there. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. If you look at our good news brochures or you look at the gospel page on our website, it's this verse that I base the gospel witness on. And I, I uh, was in, inspired to use that verse based on the witness of Dr. George Scipioni, who, as you know, has been here to preach years ago. He taught, uh, directed the Counseling Institute, it's RPTS, where I went for seminary in Pittsburgh, and he's now with the Lord. And uh, this verse, uh, I think, is right to point to as a summary of the gospel, the summary of being a Christian, repentance toward God, faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. But notice he was teaching that all the time, publicly and house to house, which means there's a whole lot of that message in summary for all through the scriptures. That's the message. That's the message again and again of all the scriptures. And I didn't fail to bring that to you publicly and privately. What did I spend all my time ministering to you? The word of God. Repentance toward God and the faith, faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the summary of the message. The summary of, summary of the ministry of the message is uh, related there, but also in verses 26 to 27. Wherefore, I take to you record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. All the counsel of God. I have none of your blood on my hands, 
I was crying out to you uh, daily, teaching you publicly, privately. I've taught you the whole counsel of God. I haven't held anything back. Why? Because the word of God is able to build you up. The word of grace is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. So that's the, a little bit of the context of what he's saying here. That's what I did. But don't worry. Fear not. You have the word of God. I've given you understanding of it for three years. I'm leaving you in good hands, in the hands of God, by his word. Have it in your hands. Have it in your heart. Remember what I've taught you and bring it to others. Remember, he's speaking particularly to the elders. You have what you need for the sheep. You're ready to feed the sheep. You have the word. He's given it to them and they have what they need without him. And they need to take it to the sheep. The Bible is able. Now, the Greek word, uh, sometimes you'll see it translated powerful, sometimes authority. But the Greek word for able here is, it looks like the word where we get dynamite. So have that in view here. That's the power. That's the ability. That's the authority of God's word to do something in you. To build you up in God's grace. That kind of power is packed into every page. Paul speaks in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 7 of how they made it on as ministers through all kinds of problems and challenges. Among other things, by the word of truth. By the power of God. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Hebrews 6 verse 5 refers to the scriptures as the good word of God. Oh, keep in mind when God speaks, what happens? Life begins. The universe is created. And he speaks in his word. And for those who the Holy Spirit gives the ability to hear it and respond to it, life begins. And the whole universe is up, opened up to you for eternity. So Paul reminds Timothy and by extension, all of you in 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 17. And by the way, he starts saying you were taught these things from the, as a child. Your mother, your grandmother taught you, Eunice and Lois. But he says this to you directly, the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Now, notice the Scriptures are able to make you wise unto salvation. Notice also the idea that you've been raised on them since a child. And that's what we want to have a view, bringing our children to the scriptures. Thankfully, we had uh, two Sabbath classes recently with Jason Holopolis on family worship. I've heard, heard some remarkable testimonies with his children in that. But what is the other thing he says here? We're familiar with it. All scriptures given by inspiration of God. Now listen, all scriptures given by inspiration of God, literally in the Greek, it's breathed out by God. The breath of God in his inscripturated word. So as newborn babes desire the sincere milk 
of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. 1 Peter 2, verses 2 to 3. 2 Peter 1, verse 19. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. It's a lovely verse to think about in connection with Malachi 4:2, the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings those who fear the Lord. A more sure word of prophecy. Peter's speaking about the fact, he goes on to talk about that all scripture as well. He says there is written by the Holy Spirit. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's all written by the third person of the Trinity. It's inspired by God. But he first says here, um, it's a more sure word of prophecy because it's the fulfillment of all of his word in the Old Testament. It's starting to refer to the New Testament. We have a more sure word of prophecy because so much of the prophecies have been fulfilled in Christ. And some things are yet to be finally fulfilled in Christ. But all these things have been testified to. All these things have been shown to be true. Jesus has come. Remember back in Acts chapter 2, uh, he preaches most of Psalm 16. Jesus is the Messiah. Messiah who will save us from the dead and raise us from the dead because he would be raised from the dead and you've all seen he's raised from the dead. He's the Messiah. Trust in him and thousands believed in him and were saved and baptized. But it's the word. They're preaching the word. They're bringing the word of God to people and it saves and I want you to remember that for yourselves growing in sanctification, but for your witness for the salvation of others, it is the word of God that saves. Know it. Be ready quick to look it up, especially we've got our smartphones, all these extra tools. Don't forget to open the word of God to people that the Lord would use it by his spirit to open up their hearts to be saved by the word of grace. It isn't your words. It's God's word that will save. But let's bring it back to you and I. It's God's word that will grow you in grace, that is able, that is the dynamite power to blow up the bad things in your life and get rid of them. Chase away the devil and sin and to clean things out and give you the Holy Spirit power to grow in grace and bear his fruit. The word has such power, which is why the devil wants you to leave it closed. It's one of the main means of grace. What he's struggling with right now. Whatever it is, the devil will have you decide to keep your Bible closed about it. Keep it closed. And you'll have no power to deal with it, to get through it, to work through it, to be lifted up. But you open that Bible and the devil starts getting angry. He starts freaking out. He's going to send other things to try to stop you because when you open that Bible... And you pray for the Holy Spirit to guide you and give you his light. He will give you light. It is light. As we know in Psalm 119, it is a lamp unto your feet. It is a light unto your path. And I'd like to ask you to turn with me uh, through parts of Psalm 119 in a moment. But first, verse 11, we know so well. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. 
You see, the word has the gracious power to keep you from sinning. Well, what are we studying? Because of the Lord's prayer, which is in the word. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We're reading that from Matthew. What, what are we reading in the supplemental study right now? Psalm 18, 23. I have kept myself from mine iniquities. This is all the word of God giving us words. His word to express, to respond, to relate, to serve him. I want to turn with you to Psalm 119 to notice this other phrase that I've, that I've pointed to as you sang it uh, this evening. I want to start with Psalm 119, verse 9. And we did sing that today. Psalm 119, verse 9. Wherewith all shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. You know, Psalm 25 says, please don't remember the sins of my youth. There's a particular need for our youth to cleanse his way, to cleanse her way. How? By the word of God. By the word of God in our hearts, in our mouths. But it's for all of us, of course, as the children of God. Give yourselves to God's word to cleanse your way. Anybody need help growing in grace? Cleansing yourself from sin? Including the sin of a lack of faith? Open your word. According to thy word. And that's the phrase I want you to notice here. We're seeing tonight that God's word has the power to build you up. The word of God's grace has the power to build you up. Notice, according to thy word. How are you going to be cleansed? According to thy word. Look ahead with me now to verse 41. We'll go through parts of Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verse 41. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. Cleansing according to thy word. Mercies, salvation according to thy word. Again, it's the word of God's grace able to build you up. How you have God's mercy and salvation? According to thy word. We remember that uh, Psalm 19 shows in its two parts what our first chapter in the Confession of Faith teaches about the scriptures. That general revelation in the world is enough to show us conviction of sin and that we're guilty before God. But it's not enough to save us. The word of God alone saves. Sola Scriptura. We need the message of the word of God from God himself to be saved. Mercy and salvation comes to us according to thy word. We looked at Philippians 2 this morning. Work out thy salvation with fear and trembling. We know that was about sanctification, but still salvation. Sanctification comes according to thy word. Uh, look ahead with me now to verse 58. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. Oh, beloved, I'm sure this happens to you, you know. You've had, a, you've had a fall. You've had a repeated fall. And the last thing you feel like you can do or feel like doing is to open God's word. You need mercy. But you don't feel like you're going to get it in the word. Open the word. Mercy again, according to thy word. It's everywhere. It's all through the scriptures. According to thy word. Look at verse 76. 
Let, I pray thee, thy merciful kindness be for my comfort according to thy word unto thy servant. See in this phrase here, according to thy word. And most, most often it's referring to the reception of his mercy, the transforming, growing of grace by his word. Now look ahead to verse 154. Plead my cause and deliver me, quickening me according to thy word. Deliver me, plead my cause, defend me, but notice quicken me. Quicken that idea of make me alive, revive me, Lord. How are you going to get revived? According to thy word. According to thy word. I encourage you, so many times you feel like you've been away from the Lord for a while with the word, you open it up, and just immediately you just feel like you've been refreshed, you've been made alive again, right? Just start going back to his word, and it's according to thy word that he quickens you. It is not some other way, other than, of course, the other means he uses with the word, such as to give you words to pray, such as giving you the words in the means of grace in the sacraments. But those sacraments even are just affirming what the word says. According to thy word. Don't miss that constant refrain. Look with me now to verse 169. And when you see repetition, of course, the whole Psalm 119 is so much about God's word. Spoken of in different ways. Commandments, judgments, statues. I'm gonna lo I love them. I'm going to live by them. Um, but uh, notice this refrain even more, according to thy word, according to thy word, all through Psalm 119, according to thy word. Verse 169, let my cry come near before thee, O Lord, give me understanding according to thy word. If you're going to hope in God through his word, often through things you can't understand, he gives you understanding by his word one way or the other, whether or not he gives you understanding of the particulars. According to thy word, give me understanding. You need wisdom, discernment, understanding in your life. Open up the Bible. God will give it to you there. And lastly, verse 170. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. Again, this idea of deliverance. According to thy word. According to thy word. According to thy word. If I count correctly and I didn't miss any of them in my search on my Bible software, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. And you know that's a significant number in scripture related to number 10, perfection, completeness. According to thy word. According to thy word, it's interesting, is the same phrase that Mary reflects to the, angel, uh, the angel Gabriel when he tells her that she will be uh, having a baby by the Holy Spirit. And he'll be the savior of the world, the Lord Jesus, born in her own belly, though she has not been with man. It'll be a miracle. But what does she say in faith, in response? Be it unto me according to thy word. Beloved, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, 
teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Colossians 3.16. Now you remember we looked at that with Ephesians 5.19 a little while ago earlier in Acts when we noticed that they just kept quoting the psalms again and again because the psalms sing of Christ. Jesus says, the law of Moses, the psalms and the prophets, they all speak of me. So speak to one another in psalm sings, uh, songs, excuse me, hymns, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. It's all referring to the Psalter in the Bible. Speak to one another. And what will happen when you do that? The word of Christ will dwell in you richly with all wisdom. Beloved, keep those Psalters with you. Get them on your smartphones. I know many of you do. When you have your men's studies, when you have your ladies' studies, when you have your family worship, when you have your private devotions, make sure you have your Psalter. Open that up with the assistance of the uh, setting it up by meter and with the tunes. And, you know, again, with our Psalter, if you know the tune Amazing Grace, there's almost nothing you can't sing in our Psalter. And they were probably chanting most of the time anyways. Chant if you need to. But open up the Psalms and sing the word to the Lord. And the word of Christ will dwell in you richly in that. And all these things will help you be building up and growing in his grace according to his word. Hebrews 1 verse 3. Jesus is, uphold, is upholding all things. How? How is Jesus upholding all things? By the word. Of his power. The, the, the words of Jesus are powerful. When Jesus speaks, people are risen from the dead. When Jesus speaks, the storms settle. Uh, literally. When Jesus speaks, demonically possessed people sit down in their right mind and say, can I follow you? And Jesus is the word who speaks. John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Speaking of Christ, the light is coming to the darkness. And the word again is all about Jesus. Luke 24, 44. Grow in him by giving yourself to his word and having it speak within your hearts. Grow in your relationship with Christ, who is the word, by opening up his word and let it speak to you in your heart and help you grow by its grace and mercy and give you words to pray and to sing back to him. It is able to build you up. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible where it says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Well, how do you think he did that? By the word of the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord by going to the word. Hope in God through his word. Grow in grace by God's word. And therefore grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ, who is the great shepherd of the sheep. Beloved, I commend you to God and the word of his grace. I don't plan on going anywhere, though. I'm sticking around as long as you let me. Nonetheless, as we're nearing the end of the sermon, I commend you to God and the word of his grace with these last words about his word in the Westminster Larger Catechism. Number 154. What are the outward means whereby Christ communicates to us the benefits of his mediation? The outward and ordinary means whereby Christ communicates to his church the benefits of his mediation 
are all his ordinances, especially the word, sacraments, and prayer, all which are made effectual to the elect for their salvation. Notice it starts with especially the word. Informs the sacraments, informs the prayers, especially the word. Larger Catechism number 155, how is the word made effectual to salvation? The Spirit of God, by the way, we know this from the word, it's all reflecting the word. The Spirit of God makes the reading, but especially the preaching of the word, an effectual means of enlightening, convincing, and humbling sinners of driving them out of themselves. Oh, how we need that. And drawing them unto Christ. Oh, how we need him. Of conforming them to his image and subduing them to his will. Of strengthening them against temptations and corruptions. Of building them up in grace. And establishing their hearts in holiness and comfort through faith unto salvation. Question 156. Is the word of God to be read by all? We're going to be emphasizing the second part of the question. Although all are not to be permitted to read the word publicly to the congregation. Yet... All sorts of people are bound to read it apart by themselves and with their families. You're bound to read it with, by yourselves and with your families. Question 157. How is the word of God to be read? And here's how I really want you to apply what you're hearing tonight. You open your Bibles, beloved, and you read them. And here's how to read that you would be built up and grow by the word of his grace and the power of the word of God. The Holy Scriptures are to be read with an high and reverent esteem of them. With a firm persuasion that they are the very word of God. And that he only can enable us to understand them. With desire to know, believe, and obey the will of God revealed in them. With diligence and attention to the matter and scope of them. With meditation, application, self-denial, and prayer. All that being said, that's what you need to be doing, and that's what will get, help you get the most out of where the Word of God is especially made effectual to salvation in the preaching of the Word. So I want to read one more thing from the Catechism. Number 160, what is required of those that hear the Word preached? It is required of those that hear the Word preached that they attend upon it with diligence, preparation, and prayer. Examine what they hear by the scriptures. Receive the truth with faith, love, meekness, and readiness of mind as the word of God. Meditate and confer of it. Hide it in their hearts and bring 
forth the fruit of it in their lives. That is, grow the fruit of the Spirit, which is talked about in the Word in Galatians 5. And the Spirit grows such fruit of grace by His Word of grace and power that is able to save you, that is able to build you up. So, beloved, grow in grace by God's Word. Again, that is the message for you this evening. Paul commends it to you. Here's how you're going to make it. Grow in grace by God's word. He commends you to the word of God's grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. Beloved, as you are awaiting that inheritance, grow in grace by God's word. So here's your homework. What do you think it is? Before you go to bed tonight, beloved, I know many often do this. Yeah, I'm seeing that's right. Point it. You go to bed having read something in your Bible, amen? Or listen to a sermon. Uh, it doesn't have to be yours truly. There's all kinds of good stuff. Open up Ligonier, Alliance apps on your phones. But you go to bed with that word and you pray that word to God. And I encourage you to sing that word a little bit to God. And it could be a little phrase such as Psalm 4, which I believe Mrs. Lemon asked for. I want to say it's verse 8. I think it's the last verse of the psalm. What a wonderful verse to sing with your children and by yourself to go to bed. You have given my heart's greater joy by far than when grain and new wine most abundant are. So in peace I lie down, I will rest and sleep. For, O oh Lord, you only will me safely keep. That'll build you up as you lay yourself down to go to sleep in the Lord. Now, if you go and look to sing that tonight, I cut my teeth on the RPCNA Psalter, so that's a little bit different words, a little bit different tune. But you have it there in your Psalters, or by, by all means, take one of those RP Psalters home, tell them the Psalms for singing it's there. Beloved, grow in grace by God's word. I got another, I, I got another assignment for you. What do you think it is? Tomorrow morning. As you're seeing the sun start to rise and Jesus with healing in his wings, at least think about Psalm 19, the first six verses. But open your Bibles maybe and read them as you look at it and then pray and glorify God. And then even better, sing it in the Psalter. Okay, I, I got one more assignment for you. By the way, this is my assignment too. Remind me, okay? I like to sign you things, so I have to do them. <laughs> Try to look at that sunset at the end of tomorrow night. And of course, give yourself to his word throughout the day, at lunch at least, right? Seven times a day I will praise you, right? I'll think about you, the scriptures say. But at the end of the day, you don't have to be at the ocean, but if you can, get to the ocean. Because you live in SoCal. What better place do you have to go see a sunset on the West Coast as the sun sets in the West? And you think about how God says that every day the sun rises in the East and it runs across the sky like a man on a race. And it sets in the West every day. And every day God is taking care of you. You let that give you power and build you up in His grace. One day... 
He will raise you and I from the dead on the last great day, and we'll just be rejoicing and be growing and building up together without any sin with our new bodies, with healing in his wings. What's your assignment? Open that Bible. Sing that Bible. Pray that Bible. And when you feel the least able to do it, what did we learn this morning? That's when you have to do it. And that's where you're going to have the most growth. Let's pray. I want to keep preaching. Let's pray. <laughs> Lord, we do thank you for the hope that you give us that does not disappoint and an anchor for our soul. These are all words of the scriptures. Lord, bless us with your word. Bless us now as we've given ourselves to your word. Build us up in it, O oh Lord, and the power and grace of it. Lord, let us commend ourselves to it and thus commend ourselves to you, especially to you, Lord Jesus, who are the word. Lord, protect us from the attacks of Satan that would have us keep it shut because of sin, because of depression, because of fear, because of exhaustion. Oh, Lord, we don't get built up that way. We get dragged down. Build us up as we would open up the scriptures. Lift us up as we pick up the scriptures, and they will lift us up as Pastor Wallace Bell has preached here many years ago. And the way to know and fight our ancient foe. Oh, Lord, let us be people of the word. Make us alive to it which is alive. And minister to us and those around us. And let us speak it to kings and everyone below. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And we pray as you taught us to pray in your word. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.